The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Visionary shamanism is a clear and simple look at a very complex and thought-provoking idea. We must download information from the future to be totally present and fully embodied now. I know a lot of people get caught up in a lot of the past healing that needs to be done, which is important, and many people realize that they need to be living in the present, but oftentimes the future is going to allow us to understand what we need to do in that present circumstance. I'm really excited about my guest today, and I'd like to introduce her to you based on a prayer that is written in her book, uh, which is entitled Visionary Shamanism. So just close your eyes, take a breath, and take this in. Please, great ones, help me to stand tall and strong with dignity, speaking my truth, living with integrity, sharing what I have learned and my gifts with the world in a good way. Help me to weather the storms of life as you have and to grow upright, reaching the stars and putting down strong roots to nourish my life and soul, as well as the lives of those around me. Help me to keep my heart open, alive, and awake, and to renew it over and over again, never becoming stagnant or dulled by my own complacency. Help me not to be overwhelmed with the negativity of what may be occurring in the world around me. This is a a prayer that was said in the midst of the grandfather trees, by Linda Starwolf, and she is the author of Visionary Shamanism, Activating the Imaginal Cells of the Human Energy Field. She's a visionary teacher and shamanic guide to thousands of people over the last 35 years. She has started out as a therapist in the mental health and addiction fields in the 80s, and Starwolf is a nationally certified alcohol and drug counselor who draws from her personal experience of recovery from addiction. She's the author of several books, and she's the creator of Shamanic Breathwork and the founder of Venus Rising Association for Transformation, which is a nonprofit organization, and the founder and president of Venus Rising University for Shamanic Studies. So I'd like to welcome, without uh, further ado, Linda Starwolf to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome, Star. Thank you, Simone. It's a pleasure to be with you today. It's wonderful to have you here, and I want to go into that concept right away about um, how we are to move forward in terms of our healing and our own growth and where we are as a planet. And you talk about uh, that we need to now look into the future to know what steps to take. Talk a little bit about that. Well, it's a concept that um, sometimes people struggle with, the understanding that all of time is happening 
simultaneously. But even scientists will speak about that today and even, you know, not esoteric terms, so to speak. But the mystery schools have always taught that everything is available to us in this moment. So our past is something that we've need, needed to deal with in order to move forward. But many people haven't realized that our future is something we need to embrace in order to also move forward. Um, the great visionaries have always known that they had to imagine, as the Native Americans would say, seven generations forward, how something was going to impact the future, to know our part in something. So just living in the moment is wonderful and being present in the, the now, and I know that's very popular thought now, to just be here in this moment, in this, this nowness. And yet the concepts of past and present are very important to the now. We all have a future self. There's um, the saying or the um, beautiful spiritual teaching of as above, so below, or on earth as it is in heaven. And what that's really saying is that there is an archetypal self. There is a, if you will, an, a complex matrix energy form of divine destiny that's encoded within all of us, much like what happens with the caterpillar becoming the butterfly. And um, I love the story, even from the scientific point of view, how the caterpillar has to imagine itself because it, as a butterfly, because it completely dissolves, and there's not much left except what I call butterfly mush. <laughs> so uh, I don't know about you, but I've, I've been uh, caterfly, uh, caterpillar mush a few times in my life, and really had to imagine myself out of that, and as to who am I really in this moment as I'm going through a dark night, or um, as I'm, you know, turning that corner of death and rebirth. So. Part of what I am really focusing on right now, in addition to dealing with the things that we're still stuck with and dysfunctional patterns that everyone has, and to be able to pay attention to those and not ignore them or be in denial, and to do what we need to do to clean up our past, is to also simultaneously be open as we are creating that void and creating that space that, that will be filled up. You know, they say that nature abhors a vacuum, so immediately something will come in there. But what is going to come in is it will be either by, you know, just the proxy of us not doing anything and bringing anything in intentionally or having a sense of what's coming. And we can call that in through various methods that we teach at Venus Rising, um, which is my organization, Venus Rising Association for Transformation. And one of those um, wonderful tools that we use is called shamanic breathwork, which I can speak more about in a moment. So I'm excited because I feel like that we're at a, a time on our planet where people are really ready to hear these things, really ready to embrace uh, their inner shaman and understand that they can be time travelers and open up to their uh, divine humanity and bring in their future now. And if there was a time that we needed to do that on the planet, surely it is now. Well, I'd like to go into a couple of things that you said. And the first thing I'd like to do for the audience is help them understand the distinction between intention and this this path of imaginal selves that you're talking about us mm -hmm. using. Can you kind of help people to understand how they are alike or different? Sure. Well, you know, sometimes it, our intention is coming from our ego mind. 
and it's based on fear, and it's based on conditioning and programs. So we do have to be careful, I think, about um, putting forth our intention because truly whatever we're intending and focusing will come to pass. Uh, so sometimes people say to me, well, shouldn't, shouldn't we then repress our negative emotions or not try to have them or think positively only? And I frequently tell people, if you try to only think positive, then you're going to bring a lot of negativity into your life. You have to be able to break through denial and feel your feelings and emotions, what some people call anger and sadness and grief or frustration or confusion. They think those are bad emotions, and there's not any bad emotions. It's what we do with our emotions. If we release them, express them, feel them, instead of trying to control and repress them, we'll be much healthier in body, mind, and spirit. But intention needs to come from a clear place. You know, that's what really prayer is. Prayer really is intention, even if your intention is to surrender your life to the great mystery or to surrender to the next right step or to be open to guidance from, um, you know, divine source. That's still intention. And so we have to look at what the, you know, the wounded ego is intending and versus what our soul's uh, purpose or intention is. And in clearing ourselves and working to clear up these old programs and clearing the past, then we can begin to open truly to what our, if you want to say, divine destiny was always meant to be. Now, I believe there's a lot of free will, but if you look at it uh, and you think about an acorn, an acorn is not going to become a willow tree or, you know, uh, a tomato, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's going to become, given the right conditions, it has a divine destiny that's already there. Now, the destiny might not have been, well, you're going to grow up in this particular forest or, um, you know, a dog's not ever going to come by and, you know, wet on you <laughs> or whatever. Uh, those things are kind of, I think, left up to fate, if you will. But there is a destiny within that acorn, and we all have that, too. Uh, if you look in nature, there, in the animal kingdom, in the plant kingdom, the mineral kingdom, there is constant transformation. Birds molt, animals shed, coal turns into diamonds, trees drop their leaves and grow the next uh, spiral on their uh, core, and caterpillars change into butterflies. So humanity is looking to find what's its transformation. What are we becoming? Can you imagine the, if you will, can you imagine the caterpillar um, changing so drastically from this little creature on one bush to a creature that can fly for thousands of miles? And what an imagination that caterpillar must have had to bring in its imaginal self. The uh, scientific term, actually, for this molting type of process that the caterpillar goes through is actually called the imaginal cells, and that's C-E-L-L-S. I talk about the imaginal self that lives within the imaginal self. So if our intention can shift from an ego agenda to a soul purpose, and if our intentions can be, you know, creator, help me to rid myself of selfishness and self-centeredness and my uh, dysfunctions and issues and addictions and help me to embrace and recover from these things so that I can move into my discover, my discovery, then our attention can shift to imagining ourselves just like that caterpillar into the butterfly. And, of course, you know, the butterfly and... Um, 
psyche really are um, in in French. They mean exactly the same thing. So the soul and psyche and butterfly are really a wonderful way to imagine ourselves into our next incarnation. The imaginal cells are the very valuable part of us that have already had an existence in another realm. In some ways, it's as if they have already lived in the future. They are the seeds of the future that are downloading into our human energy fields and into our human levels of consciousness. Imaginal cells represent our human potential, but it's actually more substantive than that because our imaginal cells are already existing within the matrix. These are words from visionary shamanism, activating the imaginal cells of the human energy field. This includes a CD entitled Visionary Shamanism Musical Journeys, and it is authored by Linda Starwolf and Ann Dillon. Uh, it's a wonderful book filled with incredible information, and it really helps you to move into a place, especially at this time, where we can truly start to create the world that we need to create rather than allowing it to continue its own path towards uh, destruction and devastation that people are enacting upon it. You can be the change by allowing yourself to understand the power that you have. You can connect with Star Wolf at shamanicbreathwork.org, and you can also find the book at Amazon or Barnes Noble or any of the places that you go for your bookstores. So we'll be right back with Star Wolf. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Every step is a prayer. The Native American teachers know that. They know that every step is a prayer and that when you take this step, you're making the decision for seven generations forward. This means that you need to think about what you're doing, what you're feeling into, and ask yourself, how is this going to affect those who come after me for at least seven generations? There needs to be a concern for integrity and care about what comes after you. 
That's your part in immortality, your legacy, because who you are in the very cells of your being is going to feed and regenerate the next generation. My guest is Star Wolf, and she's the author of Visionary Shamanism, and we're discussing activating the imaginal cells of the human energy field and all of the wonderful information in this book. So I'd like to get back, Star, because there is so much to discuss in terms of your book, so much wonderful wisdom. When you talked about um, uh, the, the act of prayer being an intention, and it really does affect seven generations, Speak a little bit about how that really carries through and what that means in terms of how we're affecting generations, how we're affecting communities, and how we're affecting our world by the very choices we're making right now and the choice as to whether or not we uh, step into our imaginary selves consciously. It's so important that instead of just drifting along in our lives and thinking that we um, can't make a difference because of certain circumstances, maybe we we feel that um, we are not educated enough or we don't live in the right place or we don't have enough money. We look at all the limitations that we have instead of looking at our potential sometimes and also looking at just how we're manifesting in this moment. And oftentimes people don't realize that the very thoughts they're thinking and the emotions and feelings and passion or lack of it that they put behind their feelings uh, are the exact underpinning of what creates everything in this world. Everything that we see in the outer world that has been created by human beings started in the imagination. It was Einstein who said that the imagination is more important than knowledge. And that's not to say that knowledge and, you know, book learning and education is not important. I'm very big on those sort of things. And at the same time, all knowledge came through someone else's experience. And experience comes from imagination. Uh, You can take something very simple, like imagining uh, that you would love to have a beautiful garden. And you imagine it, and you think about it, and you uh, imagine uh, the flowers and the plants that you want. And I'm building one right now with my husband. We're creating a fairy garden in our yard, and uh, we're imagining what we want there. And then we went out late night and went shopping and, and found our plants, and, and we thought about how would, how would these plants look in the future? How, what would they look like from a year from now? What would they look like from seven years from now? How long would they exist? Would they be here after we're gone, some of these plants, for our children and grandchildren to enjoy? Uh, will it bring butterflies to the area and help feed the insects and things and, and the bees that are in danger right now? You know, what can we do to create a garden that's not only something for our own enjoyment that will bring us color and light and energy and attract certain insects and, and um, that are beneficial to our gardens and things, our, our vegetable gardens and to pleasure and the people that come here. But how can we also leave something for the future? So we have to imagine that, feel strongly and passionately about it and bring the emotion into it and then take the action and then know that that action, all those actions are not only going to affect us, our yard, our home, our children, our grandchildren, their grandchildren, the bees, the bees who take the pollen from there and pollinate the gardens and pollinate other places and things and other people's gardens, the butterflies, the hummingbirds that come, that migrate, that will feed here in the spring, that will move on in the summer, late summer, the fall. There's so many things that you could consider just from one simple act of imagination that turns into action. And if you can think about that in terms of 
kindness to a stranger, if you can um, think about that in um, your work that you do in the world, whatever it might be, whether you're, you know, working at a grocery store as a teller or whether you're out leading workshops, it's really not any different. It's how we are communing with all of life and the difference that can make. I can remember walking with a woman um, that I'm going to keep anonymous uh, at this point, but I remember walking with her many years ago um, after a workshop, and I just took a few minutes to do that during a very busy time when I really needed to rest, but I could feel that she had something going on and we spoke. And at that time, she told me that she uh, had some sort of a serious abuse in her life, and she told me her story And as we took that walk. After that, uh, I didn't see her again, but she continued to write to me for a while, and then I didn't hear from her. A few years later, I contacted her um, because I knew she'd created a, a healing center somewhere, and then I found out it was a really famous healing center, and as we spoke, she told me that that night that we walked, she had intended to kill herself, and that after that, she changed her mind. She went on to change her life. She had she'd been doing... Uh, some healing work. She did shamanic breath work with us, and she went off to create a center that affected, that's affecting thousands of people's lives. And um, it's just amazing when you realize that every step you literally take, that was a walk, that it changes, can change thousands of people's lives. And that's how we really we do one thing, and, and unknowingly we are affecting so many other people through other people. But it's you were also very present to what needed to happen there. Did you also, as you were walking with her, were you uh, imagining a, a certain life for her? Were you holding a, a certain vision for her, or were you more of a just listening space? Well, I was doing both, um, Simran. I was doing both. I could, I knew who she was and energetically. I could feel what a powerful and potent person. And sometimes people think that people are defective who uh, have an addiction or who have had abuse or think that are suicidal. And I see those people as being shamanic beings. I see them as people who've taken on some of the bigger, if you will, life's lessons, not less than at all. Perhaps, you know, maybe even they're in the, the Ph.D. program of life, you know, <laughs> and they really are. And um, the, the shamanic task of letting an old self die can be confused sometimes, very confusing, and people think it means literally they're supposed to die or to kill themselves, you know, through slowly through addictions or more quickly through a, you know, a quick act of suicide or something. So... When we when we feel um, that we just can't go on or like we're dying, we probably are. But it may not be what people think in terms of. So if they can just find the right person to really be a good listener and then also to say, I see you and, let, and may I share back with you what I'm seeing and what I'm sensing right now, then frequently a person can make a radical change. I frequently have dealt with people over the years who are suicidal. And um, what, what I've said to them is, you're wanting to die, and that's good. What's really happening is some aspect of you is ready to die, and all you really need is the support to midwife you through this, this process. And it's not going to take long because you're right there at that edge of that birth canal ready to birth your new self. So don't confuse that as a literal death. You know, understand that with every death there is a birth. And you talk a lot about your own journey in the book, Visionary Shamanism, and, and what 
uh, allowed you to really kind of let go of, of your gifts and, and follow a, a different path that did lead to some dark areas uh, and, and some death and rebirth and that sort of thing. But that is really the path of the shaman. They they understand that change is going to occur, and they are more willingly embracing of that birth and death cycle. There's actually, uh, I think in the book you wrote about it being the five shamanic cycles of change. Yes, yes. Well, first let me say that, you know, I, I really look at shamanism um, through a multivaried lens. And one is is that there are the traditional shamans that have lived in the jungles or the high mountains, such as in Peru um, and other places around the world. And, of course, um, the Native American path has become very available, not only to Native Americans, um, you know, but to many people who are seeking a deeper connection to the earth. And I think environmentally, we all need to do that. And to be more environmentally conscious means to honor and revere the earth and the elements of earth, water, air, and fire, and all the, uh, that the great mystery brings us. So there is the path of traditional shamanism that I'm greatly in awe of and um, have great honoring and connection with. And I've had experience with truly, um, I'm truly blessed to have had experiences with traditional shamanism. But I'm more focused in this day and time on what I call awakening the shaman within. <clears throat> Pardon me. <clears throat> And the what I believe is the natural shamanic birthright that we all engender, that every one of us has a right to this earth, to be on this earth, and to have fresh water to drink, to have uh, connection to nature and to the plant world and to the animal kingdom and to our fellow sister, brother, uh, human beings, if you will, the two-leggeds. Uh, and what that really means to me is to find our natural order in the world of things. Because, you see, I believe that the mineral world, you know, that's called the, the rock people, the standing people, which are the plants and trees, the four-leggeds, the animal kingdom, the flying ones, the crawling ones, the swimming ones, that they're our elder brothers and sisters. They've been here for a long time. And they really understand how to be in a harmonious balance. And that doesn't mean that, you know, for instance, the lion won't eat, um, you know, the antelope. There is a balance to that that is natural and it's a divine law and order. But human beings have not found that law within themselves yet. They're still... Um, working that through. And it's, I don't think it's because human beings, I don't like it when people put human beings down that we're an inferior species or that there's something wrong with human beings. I believe that human beings are just the new kids on the block. We've only been around a few million years, and all these other things have been around, these other kingdoms have been around for millions more years than us, hundreds of millions more years. And human beings are really only a few millions, really a few million years old in comparison. And as we begin to find our way into right relationship with humanity, with the, with the other animal, mineral, and plant kingdom, we are going to be able to step into our, our own shamanic uh, awareness and understand that it is our birthright to have some of the powers, uh, the abilities that are really natural to who we're going to be as we develop and mature. The universe has existed for billions of years, and the Earth has been around for somewhere between 3.5 and 7 billion years. There's a much bigger story than one person, one nation, or even one world. 
The shamanic perspective understands that we are all inherently connected. Shamanism is a big enough concept that embraces humanity, all of the creatures, and the cosmos. It teaches us that we can listen to our bodies, minds, spirits, and emotions, and gather wisdom from the spiritual realms, the natural world, the past, the present, and the future, in order to give birth to new ways of being. We've reached a time within our human journey when evolution has sped up. It no longer takes generations to change something. We can make our life anew several times in one lifetime by letting go of what's not working, a job, a relationship, an addiction, a way of treating our planet, and we can create something new in its place. My guest today is co-author Linda Starwolf, and the book is Visionary Shamanism, Activating the Imaginal Cells of the Human Energy Field. We'll be right back. You can connect with her at shamanicbreathwork.org. We'll be right back with Star Wolf. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. I'd like to invite all of you to definitely take part in 1111 Magazine. It is free for humanity, gifted to you for your access any and at all times. You can go to 1111mag.com and access both the current issues as well as archived issues from 2009 and 2010. They're jam-packed with amazing information, wonderful interviews and articles from people around the world, and truly rich content that's going to support your journey, your knowledge, and feed your soul. So definitely access your issues of 1111 Magazine today. We are discussing shamanism, visionary shamanism, and activating the imaginal cells of the human energy field with Linda Starwolf, co-author with Anne Dillon of this wonderful book. Shamanic breathwork works with the whole person. 
body, mind, spirit, and emotions, and it is guided by the person's own inner healer. Once this self-healing takes place, people are much more able to let go of their dysfunctional patterns and step into the lives of passionate service. Every person affects at least 100 people in their own lives. If 20 people heal themselves, then 2,000 people are touched by their transformation, and this can translate into global healing. My guest today is Linda Starwolf, who's been a visionary teacher and shamanic guide for thousands of people over the last 35 years. Her sacred activism and visionary leadership has led her to create the Shamanic Ministers Global Network. She's also co-founded the annual Wise Wolf Councils, a four-day gathering of spiritual leaders and lay people from around the world who come together to share their wisdom, teachings, and vision for our planet. She's the creator of Shamanic Breathwork and the founder of Venus Rising Association for Transformation, a nonprofit organization, and founder and president of Venus Rising University for Shamanic Psychospiritual Studies. Welcome back, Linda. It's great to have you back. Thank you, Simona. It's a pleasure to be here. So let's talk about um, the steps in terms of really activating those imaginal cells. Are there certain certain steps that are required or certain tools that really do support people in making that available more and more in their own life so that they can truly create powerful change? Thank you for asking that question because I think that people really want to activate their imaginal selves even if they don't know what they are. People are longing for their new self, and I think that that's the first thing that has to happen is that people have an experience where they feel like the old is ending and yet they don't know what the new is yet. So they begin this process of seeking or searching or awakening as we call it. And there is a deep, deep holy longing within people. And everyone has this, everyone I've ever met. And I've met thousands of people I've been privileged to listen to. I don't know, I can't even imagine hardly at this uh, moment how many people's stories I've listened to. And at the core of everyone's story, no matter where they are on their journey, is this longing for this bigger self. And this bigger self exists within all of us and in our imaginal world. But we have to be able to reach that imaginal world. And there are very wonderful, many wonderful processes and journeys now that are available to people uh, so that they can do this. People have known a long time about um, things like yoga and tai chi and qigong and meditation um, and opening up and moving out of, if you will, the ego mind and allowing something bigger to come in. Some people call it their higher self. Some people, call, you know, call it um, the the great you know, uh, connection to the great source, um, or their higher power, or spirit guides or allies. Uh, whatever people call it, it really doesn't matter. There is some part of us that seems to have the map. It seems to, when we, you know, say, gosh, I came to the earth and they sent me here without a map. I've heard so many people say that. <laughs> and I said, well, I know exactly how you feel. But trust me when I say this, this is just your frightened part. This is just the ego mind that um, is, you know, it, it's, it's misinformed and it doesn't see the whole story. So we have a map. We came with one. And this map just needs to be activated. And then people will say, how can I activate this map? And I'll say, well, the first thing you have to be willing to do is to go into an altered state. Well, to go into an altered state doesn't mean that we need to particularly take a substance to do so. We can instead change the chemicals in our brain. And in our brain, as we change those chemicals and become 
more altered, what we can create is an expanded state of consciousness that not only can see what the ego mind is thinking, but it can see the bigger story of what was intended, if you will, from our sole purpose when we first came here. And, you know, as it as I spoke before about the intention of the acorn to become the oak tree or the caterpillar to become the butterfly. One of the most powerful tools that I know to use is breath work. And I've studied breath work and have continued to be a student of breath work um, for more than 30 years now, starting out with things like yoga and meditation and creative visualization and doing, you know, counting the breaths and different things like that. But where I am today with breath work is in the creation and evolution of breath work that started out with things like rebirthing and holotropic breath work and integrative breath work, um, which is formed now into shamanic breath work, a process that I developed close to 16 years ago. And this really, the, the if you will, the theory or, uh, for me it's not theory anymore, but the assumption is, is that if we can get in touch with our natural shamanic inner self, the part of us that knows our divine destiny as human beings and knows how to move through the five cycles of change, which I speak about both in visionary shamanism and also in my book on shamanic breathwork, um, that we will naturally be able to unfold at a much more accelerated path than which we've been doing as we've been stuck in our patterns in the past. The shamanic breathwork is designed specifically to help us expand consciousness, be able to look at our uh, patterns, look at events in our lives, um, maybe even past lives that are holding us back, and then also to project into the future and to see what's downloading and coming in as these old patterns leave and to imagine ourselves um, as that butterfly that we are. I was just in Canada and up in Alberta uh, for two weeks with a uh, group there at their center called the Free Spirit Healing Center, and we were teaching and doing a training there for the, the two leaders of that organization named Candace and Casey. And part of, of what they were doing was not only focusing on releasing any blocks in their lives, but um, one of the women we were working with had a, a beautiful shamanic breathwork session where at the end of the session, releasing a lot of things, she saw herself standing as her future self. She saw her animal guides and totems around her. Her hair was blowing in the wind. Um, and she just felt this radiance. And she knew in every cell of her body that this was her future self and who she was becoming in that moment. There was a huge shift in the, just in the short period of time we were there in both of these women and the people that we um, connected with there at their um, bookstore at Holistics uh, in Canada with um, a wonderful woman there named Beth. And um, the thing that's so powerful is after a person does this process, you can see within a few hours, a few days, a radical transformation in this person's energy field, in their life, in their affect, in the way they're walking in the world, the way they're talking. They're aware of what they can, need to continue to work on, the changes they need to make, but there's this confidence that's really embodied. And you know when you see that in a person that these imaginal selves are ceasing to be imaginal that they have now entered into this person's 
energy field. They're activated. The DNA is activated. And this person is now replacing the old cells uh, at a cellular level. Healing is happening. So shamanic breath work is the main tool that we use in our work. We uh, bring in yoga, meditation, and all kinds of other things, drumming circles, music's a big part of our circle, art, community sharing, soul return, all kinds of things. But shamanic breath work is really the Royal's voice, if you want to, of the healing transformational work that brings in the imaginal cells and moves us very quickly into what we need to be doing in this moment. Star, talk about, uh, I know as we move into our recognition of our multidimensional selves, uh, there is a, a part of the physiology that needs to change. In, in terms of the shamanic breath work, can you speak to what, on a physiological level, shifts for us so that our bodies become less dense as well? Well, when energy is activated through our minds and our emotions, this physical body changes the chemistry. Uh, and there's been a lot of science around this most recently showing what happens in an altered state where the chemistry actually changes. Well, when chemistry changes in our brains and certain chemicals are activated, the cells that are, cre- that are being influenced and, if you will, are being flooded every moment uh, and penetrated by our brain chemistry actually shift. And, you know, people, um, I'll give you another example. Uh, we did a two-week training. Uh, we Usually, yearly, we do a month-long training uh, for people, uh, for people who we accept into our accelerated training program, uh, whereas other folks might end up coming through a program for a year or two years before they're, they're trained. But we had someone here who's in fourth stage, um, has fourth stage lymphoma cancer, uh, and she's elected to work, um, she's working some with, you know, with Western medicine, but not that much because it's not very promising for her. Um, When she came here, she could barely swallow, let alone speak, uh, for more than a few moments. And um, within the, by the end of the first week, she began to be able to eat. By the end of the second week, she was actually shining. Now, she has not returned to the doctors at this point, so I don't know what their medical prognosis would be. But I'm hearing from her on a regular basis. In fact, she's sponsoring me to, to come down to where she is. Uh, she's helping to sponsor and to do a workshop. And, but I'm going to keep her anonymous at this moment. But she at this moment in her reports to me is feeling great. People are saying how great she's looking. She's eating. She's swallowing. Um, her life force energy is coming back. Uh, she has a positive attitude, and her life is changing. She has changed at a cellular level. She spoke about that after uh, the second breath work. She could feel it. In that second breath work, when she was breathing for an hour, she was having uh, difficulty getting the breath, and yet she was actually coughing up um, a lot of mucus. A lot of stuff came out of her at that time. Um, and uh, she was letting forth a lot of emotions, crying, anger, frustration. At the end of that breath work, it was if 10 years had dropped off of her face. People who were uh, helping facilitate spoke to me and said, she looks like she has a light coming out of her body. 
and we're, we're in a fairly darkened room. When you look in her direction, you could see that. And for some people, this was a relatively, you know, phenomenal or new experience. With the many years I've been doing this, this is not an uncommon experience. I'm not surprised anymore. I'm delighted. I'm uh, thrilled. I'm grateful. But I'm not surprised by these kinds of experiences that people are having. Breathwork does allow the cells to release embedded emotion, and suppressed and embedded emotion within our cells does result in illness and disease for us to take notice of. So that's an amazing process that you should take part of if you have not ever tried the breathwork process. Breathe America, Breathe the World are free days of shamanic breathwork offered by Venus Rising staff and by congregations around the world. Breathwork has supported Star Wolf for nearly three decades. It's been good on every level of her own healing, the healing of many friends, family, and clients. It's sacred work in the world and right livelihood for her. Uh, The staff there and the many facilitators around the world are now living their sacred purpose and their right livelihood as well. Breathe America, Breathe the World is their way of giving back. And she'd like to see doctors and lawyers and professionals of all kinds around the world give away their skills at least one day every year. It would create a lot of goodwill in the world. My guest today is Star Wolf. She's the co-author of Visionary Shamanism, Activating the Imaginal Cells of the Human Energy Field. This does include a CD, Visionary Shamanism Musical Journeys. And if you'd like to connect more deeply with Star Wolf, you can go to shamanicbreathwork.org. We'll be right back. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. 
Linda Starwolf is the creator of the shamanic breathwork process. She's the founder and president of Venus Rising University for Shamanic Psycho-Spiritual Studies and the Shamanic Ministers Global Network, a spiritual granddaughter of Seneca Wolf clan, grandmother Twyla Nitsch. Starwolf is also the author of Shamanic Breathwork and the co-author of Shamanic Egyptian Astrology, Shamanic Mysteries of Egypt, and the Anubis Oracle. Uh, she lives at Isis Cove Community and Retreat Center near Asheville, North Carolina. And Dylan is the co-author and is an editor, Reiki practitioner, and student of alternative healing. Uh, in addition, there's a CD in the book, Visionary Shamanism, uh, which allows for the musical journey. And that is uh, done by soloist um, Matt Venuti, and he's made some very unique contributions to contemporary music genres his band, the Venusians, are known for combining traditional and contemporary instrumentation and performing worldwide. As a soloist, Matt tours with the Hong, unfolding a soulful musical journey of rhythm, melody, and resonance. You can find out more about him at mattvenuti.com. That's matt, V-E-N-U-T-I.com. Uh, welcome back, Linda. I want to talk a little bit about uh, Grandmother Twyla and also where do you feel our planet's going to be 50 years from now if we don't take action? And I know that that's much of what uh, Grandmother Twyla also tried to instill in many of her uh, students. Grandmother Twyla, Nett, Seneca Wolf Clan grandmother, um, and it's hard for me to say was, uh, even though she passed in 2007, because she's still very much alive uh, on the other side, and all of our hearts who know and, and love Grandma very much. But Grandma the Twyla um, taught me that the teachings must live, and that the way the teachings will live, of course, is through those of us who take these teachings to heart. Grandma the Twyla told me that we are all shamanic that we all have a shaman within, and that we must stop looking to someone else to do it for us. We must stop waiting for the mothership to beam us up uh, or for someone else to come in and be the authority, that it's time for us to honor and respect our teachers um, that are in the world. All the, and, she, and then she would say, everyone is our teacher, and some of the smartest teachers are, are the stones and the animals and the plants and the trees, so everyone is our teachers and that we need to respect them. But we really must take the time out of our daily lives, no matter what's going on each day, to bend over, to touch the earth, and to stand back up and look in the sky and to say thank you. And that's my prayer every morning. And she said every day is a good day that you can still bend over and touch your toes and look up at the sky and say thank you. Mm -hmm. And um, that's my prayer. That's one of the things I teach my students is to touch the earth and then look to the sky and say thank you each day and to ask for help from whatever it is that's holy and sacred to each one of us. There's nothing prescribed around that. You don't have to belong to any particular religion, or you can, but to call on what's holy and sacred to you. And then to take time to call on things. Grandma would say, you know, plenty of people pray, but not enough people listen. <laughs> so it's really important to learn how to listen, and it is about moving our everyday consciousness to the side, even if for just 15 minutes in the morning and again in the evening, to hear what is coming in from our future selves, to hear what's trying to get our attention and to remember that we are sacred and we, too, can receive the downloads from our future self. We can also listen to the wisdom of the elders and be they two-legged or four or flying ones or the waters and the earth and the air. We can pay attention to nature. Nature is constantly trying to get our attention and to show us what is wrong. If we do not pay attention to nature, 
if we do not pay attention to the nature that is speaking to us and the forms of the animals that are becoming extinct, to the um, the globalization um, atrocities that are happening around the world, because we are one people and one world ultimately. If we do not pay attention to the things that are happening, we are doomed to repeat these things over and over. And even the scientists today will tell you that if humankind does not make a change, they don't give us, um, some do, but, but most won't give an exact time that they think that's going to happen. But if hum- humanity does not make the change that it needs to make and step up into its imaginal selves and its future self the way all the other species um, that exist have, then we will become extinct. It's a matter of time. And I'm not a doomsdayer. I'm not, um, you know, I don't like to, to go into that, you know, gloom and doom sort of thing. In fact, I'm a pretty much an optimist and believe that there's still hope and there's still time to make the shift. But we must make the shift. We can't afford uh, to be a low-bottom um, polluters or a low-bottom, like a, a low-bottom alcoholic. We can't afford to go much further down this scale before we really hit catastrophic events, much more so than we are hitting them now. And, um, you know, only people who are in denial and really insulating themselves um, in, the, in the comfort or uh, discomfort, if you will, of their addictions can afford to believe that what's happening in the world is, um, isn't happening. And so what I really want to encourage people to know is that, that we can make this change, but we must wake up and we must do that quickly. And so whatever people do, whether it's shamanic breathwork or they have a meditation practice or, um, you know, they're an activist of some kind in the world bringing things to other people's attention or they're teachers or they're bringing healing techniques to other people, whatever it is that people are called to do to make a difference, certainly um, there's a lot of people working in the world right now trying to bring more consciousness to food, and I'm really uh, moving in that direction myself. Whatever it is that we need to do, we need to do it, and it needs to be now. And whatever we need to do to move um, the dysfunctions out of our lives that's preventing us from doing our sacred purpose in the world needs to be done. So thank you so much. Needs to be I, I do want to. I want to thank you, Linda Starwolf, for being on Eleven Eleven Talk Radio. You've really brought some wonderful material through the show, and I urge everyone to go out and get their copy of Visionary Shamanism: Activating the Imaginal Cells of the Human Energy Field. Grandma Twyla Niche says that. There is a uniworld, the one world, and it is the great matrix of life. It exists as a precursor that forms the great matrix of invisible imaginal cells. She calls it the field of plenty, where everything lives and emerges before being in form on planet Earth. When this field of plenty articulates itself into a form of matter, it descends and takes on a thicker vibration and a slower vibration in order to manifest. Everything comes from that place and then divides, at least once on this planet, into the categories of earth, air, water, and fire. Join me next week for another great show. Until then, I'm Simran Singh. Be well. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Top Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444... People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. 